0: Welcome back to the third episode of Football Season with Mish, with your host, Okay Mishlag. So after more than a year, if you include the qualifiers, we finally saw an end to the 2019-2020 footballing campaign. And let's get into it. Firstly, we had the Europa League final, which was between Sevilla and Inter Milan. Going into the game, quite a few people that I had spoken to had Inter as slight favourites because of their performances, because they had back-to-back five no-wins, and you couldn't blame them for that. But you also couldn't really call via underdogs because they'd won the Europa League five times, including a three-peed, so they had the experience required to win the, the the Europa League and the know-how to do it to do it as well because a few of the players that were part of the three peed were also playing the likes of Jesus Navas and Eva benega So it it, it was a very feisty affair and Inter took the lead within five minutes because of a Diego Carlos mistake it was the third penalty that he'd conceded since the teams got to Germany and he'd been very he'd been very sketchy defensively and Lukaku took their opportunities with both hands and dispatching the penalty very well and Sevilla hit back almost instantly with De Jong in the 12th minute and you thought yes finally we've got we've got a very good game on our hands after that it became a bit more controlled um it wasn't it, it was free-flowing but it wasn't the, the madness that we'd, we'd, ex, we'd experienced within the first 15 or so minutes but when we were drawing near to halftime de Jong hit, scored his second and he put Sevilla into the lead and I thought okay Sevilla might actually win this despite all a lot of people having intense favorites Sevilla they might they might pull an upset if you may, but then almost instantly again Diego Godin uh, drew Inter level, and the teams went into half time, uh, in the way that we had started the game, and the second half was a bit lackluster with both teams keeping the ball better but also not taking their chances. Inter. could feel hard done by but they didn't really take their chances and lautaro wasn't at his best lukaku he had a few opportunities but he also after in the second half wasn't the player that we'd gotten used to and unfortunately for him he scored the own goal which sealed the game for Sevilla. and you you sort of feel sorry for him because when you play as good as he's played only to score the own goal that knocks you out of the final it it, it 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 must it must be difficult for him but for Sevilla they they worked hard and they played as a unit and you really can't fault them being champions this was their sixth Europa League final uh, um, winner's medal and yeah man I think they deserved it on to the final that a lot of people were expecting to be... Well, a lot of us were expecting fireworks. Obviously, it did not really live up to the hype. We had five to ten minute patches where, yeah, yeah this is the game that we wanted to see. But ultimately, it, it it wasn't as exciting as we wanted it to be. It's not as boring as the final that we all watched because that, that was a very difficult watch. The Liverpool uh, Tottenham... Final was a very difficult game to watch because it was boring. I, I I almost fell asleep before half time in that game, but yeah, PSG versus Bayern. PSG went into the game unchanged from the previous game, and I was a bit worried because going into a, a game of that magnitude with three defensive midfielders. I don't know if it was sticking to your guns because these guys you know that they can deliver or if it was a bit if there was a bit of reservation from Tuchel's side because Bayern Bayern's, Bayern don't they don't need to keep clean sheet to have a great game because they know that they will outscore you so I thought Tuchel might put in let's say Draxler in place of, what, of either Her- Herrera, Paradis marquinhos obviously marquinhos you can't really drop him because he had two goals in two games so he 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 occasionally chips in with the goals when the front three aren't really firing so you could understand the selection behind him but with paradis i don't know he 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 seems a bit a bit hot-headed because he has a few red cards but you really, you think, yes, they need control in midfield. So you you also you can also justify that selection. And the front three remained unchanged. On the side of Bayern, I was a bit surprised that Hansi Flick went with Koman instead of Perisic. But you could understand it because um, Coleman is a bit faster than Perisic because of the age, of course. And you think, yes, he'd be able to get in behind Tilo Kera a bit better and faster then PSG would be able to. First half, the first half wasn't really bad as we had the patches where it was an exciting game. Um, PSG, I think PSG had the bulk of the chances in the first half. Obviously, you, you have to give credit to Manuel Noya for being back to his best the um, one chance I can think of at the top of my head is when Neymar got in behind the defence and forced two, two consecutive saves from Noya. And you thought, okay, Noya made a good save, but a player of Neymar's quality should be should be at least, if not finishing the chances, or he should be creating better. And I think the pre- the pressure of him being... The guy that is expected to create everything has gotten to him. Obviously, he's been creating chances and he, he's a flair player. But he, that does not make him... I, I don't know how to put this, but its it, it, it became a bit too much. Because all of PSG's great play went through him. And when Neymar is isolated... Okay, he, Yes, Neymar can get himself out of tricky situations, but when 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 Bayern have him like when they block him from making from creating chances, there's not a lot that happens for PSG and I think that game was an example. Mbappe also had a few chances that he should have buried. There was one where I think a Bayern player made the block, but you think if Mbappe was at his best that chance is, is an easy finish for him. But ultimately, they paid the price for not taking their chances with Koman getting the goal, justifying um, his starting place. And you also have to give credit to the way that they've played throughout the competition. They are deserved winners. Um, Flick came in in November after Kovac had a disaster class against Eitracht Frankfurt. Uh, they were seventh when he came in. And they ended the season with a treble. That's very good coaching because there was there's a quote from Kovac where I read that he couldn't get the players to press, to press and to play to play the, in the way that they have. And overall, you, you, Bayern are deserved winners because they won all of their games, convincing. Except for except for the for in the final, they were very convincing in their games, and you have to give credit for to them and to their coaching staff regardless of their performance because you look at Muller you look at um, Lewandowski those those guys weren't allowed weren't really allowed to play their game but that shows the quality in that they possess in the Bayern team because even if Muller's not playing well or Gnabry or Lewandowski there's a Coleman that can come in and actually uh, seal the game for them, and you look at the bench that they have. They have Benjamin Pavard, they have Philip Coutinho. Those are actually good players that in almost any team in Europe, they're they automatic starters. But Bayern have such a good structure that those type of players they can they can easily come into the game and change the game for them. They also had Perisic You think of Lucas Hernandez, who is a World Cup winner, but for them they're they they, they, they they're such a good team and i really don't think there's there's a way to stop this by inside because they've, they've brought in sane which who, who's definitely i think he's going to be a starter uh coleman might go back to the bench but they have they, they, their recruitment is excellent and you really can't fault them being winners on psg side they've spent a lot of money and their ultimate, their ultimate objective was obviously to win the ucl but it's just not happening for them and you thought this season was their best chance but it's it's difficult to see them doing the same thing again next year but if they play with the fight that they've had the desire that they had against Leipzig and Atalanta you could easily see them coming back again regrouping um I think the one place that they need to improve on is the creativity in midfield because it's just not really quite happening for them but otherwise I think they have a very good team and next year they they, they, they they'll they'll all also be ones to watch um I hope you enjoyed this episode I tried to make it shorter than the last episode because it was a very long episode and please feel free to uh join in with thoughts and anything of that sort